Welcome to the Kona Edge, where you'll discover what the best triathletes in the world do to give them the edge. You're listening to the Kona Edge. It's awesome to have you with us. Thank you so much for listening to and downloading this podcast. My name is Brad Brown. If it's the first time you're listening, welcome. It's the home of Ironman triathletes that dream of qualifying and racing on the big island. It's awesome to have you with us today. And uh, we've got a brilliant guest to share with you uh, today as well. Going to be sharing her story uh, a little bit later on. Robin Hardage joins us. But before we get into that, we've been working on a couple of things here at uh, the Kona Edge that I think are going to help you. One of the things we've done is in chatting to all the age groupers that we, we chat to, we have sort of figured out uh, some of the mistakes that people make on their Ironman swim in particular, and that's been one of the biggest pain points. And we've put together uh, a little ebook called The Four Swim Killers, How to Fix Them and Shave Minutes Off Your Swim Time. If you'd like to get your hands on that copy uh, on that uh, little ebook, it's absolutely free. All you need to do is head over to this URL now, okay? It's thekonaedge.com forward slash swim killers. Thekonaedge.com forward slash swim killers. Uh, one word, and uh, you can download it there for free right now. So uh, go check it out. Uh, the four most common swim killers, how to fix them. And in doing so, shave minutes off your swim time. But enough about me yakking. Let's get straight into today's show. Well, we head to Ottawa in Canada now. And it's a great pleasure to welcome our next guest onto the podcast, Robin Hardage. Uh, uh, Robin, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for calling me. Robin, I, I love chatting about this topic. I'm sure you do too. And uh, there's just something special about triathlon. There's something special about Ironman, but there's something truly special about Kona. And as we record this, you're uh, getting ready for, for another visit to the Big Island. Yes, I am. It's number three. So hopefully I have uh, learned my lessons and <laughs> can head there with some confidence. Yeah. Do, do you ever learn lessons? Uh, I mean, it's such a, a long way. I think, uh, I mean, we've spoken about it quite often here on the podcast before, but it's pretty difficult to, to have a perfect race when it comes to Ironman because there are so many factors that go into it and, and so many things that can go right or, or wrong on the day. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think one of the best attributes is to be able to adapt to what's thrown your way during the day. I mean, no one will have a perfect day and even if you come out on top, you there's always lessons to learn, whether it's nutrition, dealing with the weather, mechanicals, just your mental game too. So just being adaptable is key. I guess it's, that, that's probably what keeps us coming back for more. I think so, yeah. I mean, there's always room for improvement. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, let's take I a... I think we'd get... Sorry, you are going to say? We'd get, oh, we'd, get, we'd get bored of it, I yeah. think, if... Uh, we nailed it every time yeah, yeah exactly it'd be no fun in that wouldn't it yeah let's take a step back though uh, and look at your athletic endeavors sort of over your life have you have you always been pretty active um i not really i was very spastic and uncoordinated skinny kid you know glasses and braces uh my parents didn't really know what to do with me but you know they threw me into hockey and soccer and i ended up being a pretty good hockey player so I went on ice hockey, that is. Uh, I went on to play varsity at my university. And, uh, yeah, so I, I guess athletic to a point, but never thought that I would kind of excel at this sport, this level. Were you competitive playing playing hockey and soccer? I mean, was it was it just for fun or, or did, you, did you hate losing? 
Uh, well, soccer was for fun. I mean, I was a kid out in the field looking at the, the flowers and the, <laughs> the butterflies. <laughs> but uh, hockey is where I, uh, it took a couple years, but uh, I embraced it. Yeah, and I played competitively. So Physical. Uh, I mean, ice hockey is not, uh, not a walk in the park. It's not staring at flowers. Uh, from, a phys- <laughs> from a physical perspective, I mean, pretty, pretty tough. Yeah, 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 I don't know. I just, uh, I enjoyed it and, uh, just the team sports and I did that up until I was about 24, so. And, and, and let's be uh, honest, it's, a, it's a very Canadian thing to do. I, I've heard rumblings that uh, Canadian kids are, are born with ice skates on their feet. It's, it's one of those things. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't the greatest skater, so my, we, we built up on that, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm blessed to live in Ottawa. We have the Rideau Canal. It's the longest skate skateway in the world and it's just something we do <laughs> you, you still skate uh to, to today yeah i do i i skate i don't play hockey anymore but uh i do enjoy skating and the odd the odd pickup game with the family <laughs> but i know that sounds very canadian <laughs> oh, i love it i love it and and the, the the sort of interest in triathlon where, where was that developed um my last year university one of my fellow uh, teammates said, Hey, why don't you come do a try try? I had no idea. So, uh, I borrowed a bike, did the try try and thought, Oh, this is kind of fun and just kind of fell into place. I graduated university, stopped playing hockey and took up running and, uh, did some duathlons. And, uh, I, I don't know. I just fell in love with triathlon. It's one thing falling in love with, with triathlon and it's another thing falling in, in love with endurance <laughs> triathlons and long distance triathlons. <laughs> That step up. I mean, you ask anybody in the world uh, who who runs and and maybe does the odd fun run or, or the the odd ten k, and, and you tell them you're a marathon runner and they think you're amazing. But now all of a sudden you're doing a sport. There's a marathon sort of bolt on the back end of it. Yeah, it's it's a huge mindset shift from from doing the odd small sort of sprint try or Olympic try to to making the yeah. step up to the longer stuff. T- tell me about the the thought process that got you to that point. Um, so I dabbled in all of the distances for about five years. Um, I completed some duathlons. I did a half iron distance duathlon, if you'd want to call it that. But, uh, I was always a runner. Uh, so I was doing marathons and I kept getting injured. And I was like, this isn't fun. So I turned 30 in 2011 and, uh, I just said, you know, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to do an ultra trail run or I'm going to sign up for an Ironman. Uh, and it just lucked in that I, I got a spot online for Lake Placid. And, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know why I did it, why I decided to do it. I just felt that I had to do it. And I didn't even know what it was, really. Like one of my coworkers had done it. And, uh, I said, oh, well, she did it. I could do it. So <laughs> saved up my pennies and there you go. And, and when yeah. you actually realized what you had got yourself in for? um a bit of panic yeah um i i joined a triathlon club that did sort of you know the the long spins on the weekend and i i could handle the running by myself but uh just i had no idea about swimming about biking i had no nothing yeah well it sounds like it was a bit of a coin toss between the 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 ultra sort of trail run and 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 iron man did you have you end up have you ended up doing an, an ultra trail or is, is it just stuck with iron man no it just stuck with iron man yep any ambitions yeah. to go and do that trail at some stage? You know, not anymore. No, I uh, 
I'm, I'm more, I'm enjoying the cycling. I love the swimming. I just can't see running for six hours on end or, you know, those 24 hours. No, it doesn't interest me anymore. <laughs> well, you're not making me feel any better. I've got a, a 65k ultra trail run coming up in December, which I'm, I'm petrified for. So uh, I'll take one, <laughs> yeah. I'll take one for the team. Okay. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> when did you realize you were pretty yeah. good at this triathlon thing? Um, I guess in 2012, um, I kind of shifted my focus and learned, learned about the sport and, and the, the distance and what you had to do to prepare for it. So I had raced like Placid in 2011. And then a friend of mine and I signed up for Florida in 2012 and, uh, I shaved nearly two hours off my time. Wow. So at, at, at that point I had qualified for Kona. That was my first qualifying race and uh i kind of it took a while to sink in but i was like okay i think i'm getting the hang of this and i i, I had the aptitude for it talk to me about shaving two hours off the time i mean that's that's phenomenal what what did you do differently i mean obviously the courses are very different but uh what mm-hmm. what, what did you do differently in in the build-up um well i i i did some research and kind of had a plan i mean my first iron man i I, I just kind of showed up at the race. I didn't really know. Like, my bike wasn't fit to me. I had no idea about nutrition, any of that stuff. I was just there to be on the start line and hopefully finish. Uh, but for Florida, I just, I learned a bit more. Um, and I put more time on the bike and I trained smarter with the run. And it was just, I guess, a combination of the consistency and training that, that really paid off. Did and you- then I was learning. So- sorry did you go to florida with the 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 sort of idea of you know what i'm going to try and smash this thing and 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 qualify for kona or was was that just a byproduct of of the hard work and 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 the, and the great results you got in florida yeah definitely a byproduct um i i actually i didn't really know what qualifying meant um yeah so at the end my friends and family who were there told me i won my age group you know i i didn't know what it meant um and then it's like, oh, you're going, you can go to Hawaii. And I was like, oh, okay, I've seen it on TV. Like, I wasn't fully in the lifestyle yet. So it was all very new and very unknown to me. So, you know, that half yeah. of our audience are now shaking their head, going, I cannot believe this because uh, some of them have been trying <laughs> for years to qualify for Kona and you, yeah. you fell into it by accident almost. Yeah. And I don't exactly. And that's like, I feel bad saying that and I do not take it for granted. But, you know, I'm in a way I work hard, but I also I sort of have some genetics as well. Like it's I think I'm blessed to have sort of the athletic genes, although didn't appear till later. And then just amazing support. And yeah, it just it just happened. It wasn't my goal. What do you what do your parents think of that uh, geeky kid who, who used to stare at flowers on the soccer field is now <laughs> now racing in the world championships? Yeah, I uh, my family is very proud. Um, I think my dad shakes his head sometimes, thinking of the dorky kid I was and <laughs> couldn't hit a ball or a ball with a bat if my life depended on it. But uh, yeah, somehow I found my niche. <laughs> that's incredible. Let, let's talk about the, the the getting the balance right. I think that's something mm-hmm. a lot of age groupers struggle with, particularly when yeah. you have family. Uh, you, you've got a job. It's it's quite difficult. Uh, you, you work for a living. You're not a professional athlete. So I'm taking it. Uh, how do you get that balance that balance up um you know like everyone i i still i still i'm still learning to make that balance um 
because now more than earlier days, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to sort of keep achieving. Um, so I, I do make, I do make mistakes and I, like, I, I will kind of forgo going to a social event or a family event and, and, you know, is it worth it? I, I don't know. So I'm still learning to sort of say, okay, well, I could miss that workout or not spend as much time on the weekend doing training and spend more time with the family. So it, it is, again, it's, I'm still learning and, you know, I've been doing this for five years. So I, I won't tell anyone, but have you fallen asleep at work? <laughs> I've been very close. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, as far yeah. as you mentioned genetics, and, and obviously you blessed on on that point of view. Yeah. Not not all of us are, unfortunately. Uh, do do you think <laughs> do you think genetics plays a, a massive role, or, or can you outwork sort of good genetics? If you know what I'm saying. I mean, if you put in the hard work, is it is it possible yeah. even if you aren't blessed with the the best genetics? Uh yeah, you know I think so. Because um, again, part of my success has come from just wanting it. Um, I work hard. I want the results. Um, and, and I want to, I want to be proud of myself. So despite being sort of naturally gifted, I still have to work. And I think that's the story for anyone in this sport. Um, you know, when you're racing, it's mental as well. Um, just pushing through pain and the suffering or weather, whatever happens to you and, and in training as well. I mean, those long bike rides, like, you're out on a Sunday for six, seven hours riding your bike. So uh, you need the mental strength to push through that stuff. So I think that is more key over kind of being whatever genetically blessed. I'm so Robin, I'm so glad you brought that up because that is something. And, and I think anybody who's done multiple Ironmans, like once you start getting probably like four, five, six, maybe beyond that, <laughs> you, you get to a point where not that you burnt out, but you, you almost lack that motivation. You talk about those long, mm -hmm. lonely cycles in, in training and, 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 and you mentioned the hunger of, of you still want this. How do you keep yourself yeah. mentally fresh? Because it's tough. It's, it's not easy. I'm not sure if you, if you've been through one of those. If you haven't, I hate to break the news to you. It's coming, but, uh, <laughs> It's, I mean, how do you how do you deal with that? Um, yeah, I've definitely experienced the the lows of the sport, uh, sort of, you know, almost in tears that I don't want to go riding or I really don't want to run the run or just, you know, I don't want to get up anymore to go to the pool for 6 a.m. Um, it's I'm still learning because uh, I still consider myself new to this sport and uh, it's just taking a step back um, kind of reassessing why you're doing it um what you get out of it um and just kind of looking at the positives versus the cons of your sport and if it means taking you know a week off then take the week off um but yeah i mean burnout is it's huge in our sport yeah, it is without a doubt. I mean, what do you do to, to mm -hmm. switch off? I mean, sometimes you do and, and, and also with it being a sport the way it is, where it's these three really big disciplines. I mean, if they were standalones, they would be pretty tough on their own, but mm -hmm. it, it's almost all consuming that, that you, you're just always thinking about it. Even when you're not training, you're thinking about it. It's, it's yeah. hard. How do you switch off? Um, I usually have to turn to my, my, my better half or my family to sort of put things in perspective for me. Um, I'm not good at doing that alone because, you know, even when I'm sitting at my desk at work, I'm like, okay, what's my training for today? What am I doing on the weekend? What did I do last year versus this year? Like, oh, you know, looking at the race website, it's just, it's all consuming. Um, 
So getting someone from outside of your bubble to sort of say, hey, Robin, you know, let's take a step back. Let's go do something normal. <laughs> normal. Yeah. What's, what's, Robin, what's normal? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> sort of, you know, taking the dog to the dog park or going up to the cottage, just stuff like that. Just, yeah. <laughs> I love having it. a beer. Yeah, yeah. gee, yeah. that 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 would be nice. Uh, let, let's talk yeah. about Kona itself, and and you you almost fell into that that first one. You you've been back subsequently. Mm-hmm. There's another trip on the the near horizon. Obviously, your your thinking and your knowledge and and the research you've done about the Big Island has changed. What is if I say the word Kona to you? What do you think? Uh, I I don't know. I get this picture in my head of of the pier. Um, it's just. It gives me goosebumps. Um, I just think like, uh, I've worked so hard and that's sort of the reward. Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to just go there and just race because I can. I want to do my best for the day. Um, but, uh, it's hard to explain into words what, when someone says that to me, I don't know. It's, uh, it's just this feeling I get. It's excitement. It's nervousness. I'm anxious. It's, you don't know what to expect. It's different every time. And it's one of those things that, I mean, you can't explain to somebody until they've raced there. They, they won't know yeah. that until they've done it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that finish line along Elite Drive, it's just, uh, it's out of this world. Um, that I will never be able to share with someone unless they've done it. Uh, just this, the year's work, your year's worth of work and you're just, it's, yeah, it's incredible. I almost get the sense from you, Robin, that, that the deeper you get into it, the more special it's become. I mean, often people, their first Ironman for them is, is this incredible high and, uh, it, mm-hmm. they're almost chasing other Ironman to, to recreate that feeling. But I get the sense with you, it, 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 it hasn't been like that. Like the first one was almost like, Hey, that was cool. But now the deeper you've yeah. got into things, the, the more it, it, it's becoming sort of a bigger thing. It's, it's quite, quite strange. You're the first person I've spoken to that, that I get that sense from. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, uh, it's not surface. It's, you know, it's not just a race for me. Like I discover parts of myself training, racing. I discover my family, the support, the belief they have in me. Um, it's, it's not just a sport to me. It's, I don't want to say it's a lifestyle, but it's part of who I am. I identify myself with this and it may sound silly, but it's just, it's this chapter of my life that is, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's emotional, I guess. I mean, and I and I do miss my first Ironman experience. Uh, I miss how everything was so new to me, and I had no idea what I was doing. And um, but yeah, I'll never recreate it. I and in a way, I don't want to. I mean, every finish line, every race, every journey to every race is different. What's the biggest lesson Ironman's taught you? Um, I guess just you know belief in myself. Uh, to believe in myself and what I can make my body do. And in a way, it's kind of like when you're in a race, you sort of see everyone differently. I don't know if it's going to sound really corny, but it's like you get to see humanity on a different plane. Like everyone is pushing themselves and their supporters are there. And there's just so much positivity that it's, uh, it blows my mind every time. And, and that's for me, I, I mean, I agree with you. And, and that's the cool thing too. It's not just at the front end mm-hmm. of the field. It's for everyone. I mean, yeah. everyone's yeah. had to overcome something to get there and, and not yeah. just, not just to Kona, but to any Ironman and, and to finish yeah. that race, you, you're a winner. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you finish yeah. in eight hours or if you finish in 17 hours, you're a winner. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same finish line, and everyone's been on a journey, and uh, yeah. So it's just kind of taught me that yeah, you you can do whatever you put your mind to. What are you really struggling with right now? Right now, uh, I you know it's a self confidence thing. Um, I'm injured, so my strength was running, but uh, I've had to sort of switch the focus to uh, becoming a biker uh, and just sort of holding on for the run. I feel like a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my world. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I mean, what what's frustrating about that for you? Is it that the run gave you tons of confidence, and now that it's not where it normally is, you you're struggling to wrap your head around that? Yeah, it is. Because um, I used to, I'm sort of a mid-pack swimmer, a mid-pack biker. Uh, and then on the run, I could I could really kind of reel people in. And I always felt good on the run. But uh, I have a hip injury that's been sort of plaguing me for the past year. So I've had to reel in the running. But yeah, it's, a, it's just that your strength is gone. So it's like, oh, what can I rely on? Well, you have to rely on your strength in all three now across the board have you seen the other two improve since since this cropped up uh definitely the biking has improved i mean swimming i'm just i'm just not a swimmer so you know <laughs> one minute gains are like well i got a gold medal but yeah <laughs> aren't you glad the swim's not last yes <laughs> i wouldn't make it <laughs> yeah yeah, I'd, yeah i'd bail off to the bike there's no no doubt about that yeah. <laughs> robin then as far as as far as goals and what you still want to achieve in the sport you you said it Iron Man at the moment, it's this chapter in your life. I mean, how many of these things mm-hmm. do you think you've got in you? How is it a case of you want to be doing this till you old and gray, or, or is it this is cool for now and we'll cross the bridge when we've had enough of it? When we've had enough of it, yeah, definitely the latter. I mean, uh, I'll do it until you know it's not fun anymore. Um, and then I can see sort of doing one every couple of years. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely, I, I don't know. We'll see what comes up next and uh, I'll ride this wave until I can't. And yeah. Do, do a new one every time you hit a new age group. Sorry? You hit hit a new one or do a new one every time you hit a new age group. Yeah, yeah, that could be an idea. <laughs> 35, so, 40, sort of, 45. Yeah, yeah, that's an idea. Yeah. From from a bucket list race perspective, I mean, you've, you've obviously got to, to go to the big dance. What, what are some of the other big sort of triathlons around the world that you'd like to like to go to? Um, I definitely like to go to Europe. I mean, that circuit is pretty cool. Uh, doesn't matter where. <laughs> Just explore new places, and, uh, meet new people. And uh, from what I've seen, a lot of the races, the courses look beautiful. So why not give it a go? The, the best, in your opinion, the best race in, in North America? Uh, you know, it's tough. I'm going to... I don't want to be biased, but I, I definitely think it's Ironman Mont Tremblant. That that place just puts on a great show. It's uh, the organizers, the volunteers, the the venue is just just out of this world. For, for those who don't know much about it, uh, tell us a little bit about the course. Uh, is it a is it a toughie? Is it fairly flat? Is it fast? Um, it's uh, it's hilly with some flat. Um, it's kind of it's a ski resort, so uh, in in the winter, um, so it's the the kind of headquarters is at the bottom of the ski hill in a little village um uh they what they've done in the area is they're making a permanent ironman course um so all year round well in the summer i guess um there will be a designated bike lane 
uh, for cyclists who want to come up and train. The run course is always there and uh, the swim course, um, there's sort of a little hut on the beach that people training for the race can use for shelter, put their bags and swim out of. Um, they've just done a spot on job. Wow, that sounds that sounds incredible. You, you talk about yeah. in in the summer. Yeah. That's uh, one of the challenges as a Canadian you need to deal with. You you have brutal winters. How do you, how do you deal with that? Um, we have a basement uh, with a treadmill <laughs> and two bikes, and uh, yeah, we put on YouTube or Netflix, and there you go. It's uh, it's not fun, but you got to do what you got to do. Do you find that doing that indoor stuff makes you mentally tougher? Uh, definitely. Uh, I, I spend a max of three hours on the trainer. That's my cutoff. Um, but uh, from not being on it, so say say outdoor cycling season comes and then it's raining, so you have to go on the trainer. An hour on the trainer feels like five hours. It's crazy how much your sort of your mental threshold decreases. But uh, by the end of the winter, like three hours is nothing. It flies by. But yeah, you have to build up definitely. As far as the goals for for Kona twenty sixteen, uh, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but uh, what are you what are you going there with? What are the what are the sort of aspirations? Um, I've talked about this uh, sort of with my coach, and you know, I just I want to have a good, healthy race. Last year, I uh, I couldn't eat; my stomach sort of turned on me. So I just want to finish this race healthy and uh, be happy. So if if that means if that means a top ten, then woohoo! But uh, I I don't know. I have not really set goals, and I think that's I'm more relaxed this year. Take takes a bit of pressure off. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What have you changed in in the build up to this one to 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 the last one? Um, I think just uh, the pressure I've taken off myself has made a huge difference. Um, last year, you know, I I really thought that I could. I could do a top five. Um, so I was uptight. I, I was obsessed with training, with the times, like with everything. And then, you know, I got there and I, I didn't enjoy it. Like my family was there too. And I just, it, it was just too much pressure. So this year I've changed that and, uh, yeah, I feel good about it. Fantastic. Well, Robin, it's been great yeah. catching up. I look forward to getting you back on to talk about the, the individual disciplines. But thank you for sharing uh, your story with yeah. us. And uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. We look forward to catching up again soon. All right. Great. Thanks, Brad. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge. Don't forget to connect with us on social media. Simply search for the Kona Edge.